Luke chapter 22. And our text this morning consists of two verses. Luke 22 and verse 61. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, Thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. It was Solomon who said, Pride goeth before destruction and an haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16 verse 18 And if any man experienced the truth of those words and experienced such a terrible fall because of pride it was Peter the Apostle how he boasted to the Lord though all men shall be offended because of thee yet will I never be offended that wasn't all no he didn't stop there he went on with his boasting and saying though I should die with thee yet will I not deny thee Matthew 26 verses 33 and 35 and these things he said even though the Lord had told him the Lord had told him verily we all know what the word verily means truly verily I say unto thee so the Lord speaking personally to Peter verily I say unto thee that this night so it wasn't going to be in a few days time this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice thou will deny me three times this night Did Peter heed the warning? Did he take to heart the words of his master? No, not at all. For when they came to arrest the Savior and take him away, Peter didn't have the courage even to go with Christ. When they arrested him, instead, instead, he took his place with the enemies of Christ. They had kindled a fire there in the hall. And there Peter went and took his place with them. No, not his place with his Savior, but he took his place with Christ's enemies. And there he sat down amongst them 
and began to deny the Lord denied him once denied him twice denied him three times as the Lord had told him and just as the Lord had told him on the third denial verse 60 the cock crew he denied ever knowing the Lord he denied him repeatedly he denied him with oaths and curses he denied him in the presence of his Lord he denied him even though he was the Lord's apostle he denied him in spite of all the boastful promises he had made Solomon what did thou say pride goeth before destruction and an haughty spirit before a fall Peter fell that night because of the haughty spirit taking no notice of what the Lord told him and the warning the Lord gave him so it is amazing that just one look from the Lord without a word been spoken it's amazing what one look from the Lord can say because we are told that when the cock crew the Lord turned and looked upon Peter not a word was spoken just a look the Lord turned and looked upon Peter but that look spoke powerfully to this fallen disciple I want to consider that look of the Lord I have entitled the message today a silent sermon that look was a sermon and yet it was a sermon without one word being spoken a silent sermon want to consider first of all that this look of the Savior upon Peter it was a spontaneous look it was of course when the cock crew that the Lord turned and looked at Peter I find it interesting exactly when the cock crew look at verse 16 and Peter said man I know not what thou sayest and immediately while he yet spake the cock crew notice it was while Peter was speaking that 
the cock crowed. In other words, the crowing of this bird interrupted Peter. We're told that while he yet spake, while he was speaking, that's when the cock crowed. Interrupting Peter. And what was Peter saying when he was interrupted? Matthew tells us, 26 verse 74, he denied the Lord with oaths and curses. And as he was denying the Lord with oaths and curses, that's when the cock crowed. That's when that bird interrupted Peter. As though to stop him saying anything more. As though to stop him from denying the Lord with oaths and curses. While he yet spake, the cock crowed. It's interesting, isn't it? That the Lord has his own ways of preventing his children from falling any further into sin. And interrupting Peter that day, it prevented him from more curses and swearing coming from his lips. And I want to look here at the Lord's response. When the cock crowed, we're told the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. He turned. He turned from what? Well, the Lord was there in the judgment hall and false accusations were being brought against him. And he was standing there defending himself against those false accusations. And then the cock crowed and the Lord then turned and looked at Peter. Hearing the cock crow, the Lord of course knew what it meant. He told Peter. He knew what it meant. Think of it. The Lord could easily have said, Why should I pay any attention to that man who just denied me three times and denied me with those and curses? Why should I pay any attention to the man that I warned and told? that before the cock would crow, he would deny me three times. Why did the Lord bother with Peter at all? Why did he turn and look at Peter at all? Well, that's because of who Christ is. That's who he is. Think of it, glad to ourselves. How often have we failed the Lord? 
how often that we fallen because of temptation yielding to temptation has the Lord abandoned us did the Lord turn his face away from us no not at all the Lord still looks upon us even though we fail him many many times you turn to the Psalms there in Psalm 27 Psalm 27 verse 9 David says hide not thy face far from me put not thy servant away in anger thou hast been my help <coughs> leave me not neither forsake me O God of my salvation when my father and my mother forsake me then the Lord will take me up in other words David was saying even if my mother and father forsake me the Lord will not forsake me the Lord will take me up he'll not turn his face away from me and neither did he turn his face away from Peter that day instead he turned and looked at Peter that was his response <coughs> we notice also his reminder yes the cock crew then the Lord turned and looked upon Peter and that look reminded Peter of the words of warning that the Lord had given to him for we read in verse 61 and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter and Peter remembered the word of the Lord Peter remembered the word of the Lord that look was like the Lord saying to Peter Peter I told you so Peter I did warn you I did tell you an old believer how often could the Lord say that to us I told you so for the word has warned us has shown us what we ought to do how we ought to live how we ought not to yield the temptation but then when we do like the Lord saying I told you so we're slow to hate the Lord's warnings aren't we and then when we yield to temptation it grieves us we're grieved because we have yielded to temptation and we know the Lord warns us the Lord's word 
is given to us to keep us from falling. The Lord's word comes to us as a warning. Every time we read the scriptures, the word comes to us as a warning as to how we ought to live and how we ought not to yield to temptation and how we ought to strive after a holy life. Turn again, please, to the Psalms. Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Here David says that very thing that God's word gave them as a warning. Psalm 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect the law of the Lord that's God's word converting the soul the testimony of the Lord that's still God's word is sure making wise the simple the statutes of the Lord that's God's word are right rejoicing the heart the commandment of the Lord is pure enlightening the eyes the fear of the Lord is clean enduring forever the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether more to be desired are they than gold yea than much fine gold sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb verse 11 moreover by them is thy servant warned there it is Those verses 7, 8, and 9 and 10 deal with the word of God. And here David says, Moreover, by them, by what has been said in the uh, preceding verses, by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them there is great reward. Ah, but Peter didn't keep the Lord's word. And he fell. And went out. And wept bitterly. Believer, let us learn from Peter. And give attention to God's word. And what God's word has to say and tell us about sin heed the warning so that we don't fall as Peter fell you have his response you have his reminder there's also there the rebuke when the Lord turned and looked upon Peter we're not told that they looked upon him with a frown no we're just told he turned and looked on Peter but surely just that look from the Lord was enough of a rebuke just a look and home life 
when a young child misbehaves you know what all all that is needed it's her father to turn around and just look at the child that's enough, doesn't have to say anything just to look but here's the Lord looking upon one of his children didn't have to say anything it was just a look and just that look from the Lord was enough to rebuke Peter that look rebuked Peter for his repeated denials no wonder then that we read in verse 62 and Peter went out and wept bitterly but wait the Lord turned and looked upon Peter we should remember something the Lord is always looking upon us not as if the Lord turns his face away from us no the Lord is always looking upon us isn't that what we read in Psalm 34 verse 15 the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous oh if only we could see what the Lord sees when he looks upon us maybe we would go out and weep bitterly also if only we could see what the Lord sees whenever he looks upon us for would we not be ashamed sometimes yea all the time would we not be ashamed because of what the Lord sees in our lives and in our hearts knowing the Lord's look is upon us but surely be a rebuke to us what does the Lord see when he looks upon us we notice also not only it was the look of the Lord was spontaneous there was also a searching look notice we are told the Lord turned and looked upon Peter look at those words and you'll see how one word can make such a difference to the meaning it doesn't say the Lord turned and looked at Peter he didn't just look at him we're told he turned and looked upon Peter that tells me it was a penetrating look There are many Greek words translated look. 
in the New Testament with different shades of meaning. But we take this word that we have in verse 61 the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. That word look means penetrating. The word means to look into. And so as the Lord turned and looked on Peter, he didn't just look at Peter. He looked into Peter. He looked into his heart. He looked into the heart of Peter. And oh, what did he see? We're told in 1 Samuel 16 and verse 7 those very familiar words the Lord seeth not as man seeth for man looketh on the outward appearance man looketh at the person the outward appearance but the Lord looketh on the heart the Lord looketh on the heart and when the Lord turned that day and looked upon Peter he looked into his heart and he saw the heart of Peter and Peter knew what the Lord saw he knew what the Lord saw he saw betrayal in that heart he saw backsliding in that heart he saw bitterness of soul when he turned and looked at Peter is it any wonder then is it any wonder that when the Lord turned and looked upon Peter that Peter went out and wept bitterly was it any wonder because Peter knew what the Lord saw a man who had promised so much promised so much failed the Lord terribly the very same night that he made the promises a matter of hours later he failed the Lord but what if we could see what the Lord sees in our hearts because no man truly knows his own heart Jeremiah 17 verse 9 the heart listen the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it see we don't even know our own hearts we think everything is well but oh if we could only see 
the heart as the Lord saves the heart maybe we would weep bitterly too what the Lord saw that day in the heart of Peter made him weep bitterly but the considering that weeping in a moment or two but in the light of what happened to Peter would we not make it our prayer our prayer incline not my heart to any evil thing Psalm 141 verse 4 incline not my heart to any evil thing that ought to be our prayer day and daily and let us have the words of the hymn writer on our heart and upon our lips often I want dear Lord a heart that's true and clean a sunlit heart with not a cloud between a heart like thine a heart divine a heart as white as snow on me dear Lord a heart like this bestow that's the heart we want a heart like thine a heart divine not only was it a penetrating look and the Lord looked into his heart it was also a look of pity that is when the Saviour looked upon Peter he did so with eyes of pity you might say why would the Lord have any pity for one who had denied him and disowned him three times and with those and curses I say because that's who Christ is that's who he is mm-hmm. often think of the words of Paul the second letter to the church at Corinth and how he described the Lord now I Paul myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ that's who he is by the meekness and gentleness of Christ and that's the one who looked on Peter that day it was the look when I read those words in 2 Corinthians 10 and 1 the meekness and gentleness of Christ you know what I think I think of Christ as being the perfect gentleman not a lovely way to describe the Lord He's the perfect gentleman. 
the meekness and gentleness of Christ he's a gentleman no that look didn't mean the Lord was disowning Peter that look meant that when he turned and looked upon him as he stood by the fire in the company of the ungodly listen he pitied him he pitied Peter you recall earlier in the Lord's ministry the Lord challenged his disciples and he said to them but who say ye that I am Peter spoke up immediately and Peter said thou art the Christ the son of the living God Matthew 16 verses 15 and 16 and there was Peter he was the first to speak up and said thou art the Christ the son of the living God and that same man that same person he's now sitting in the company of the ungodly denying his Lord such an individual needs to be pitied Surely we look at Peter, we pity him. When he earlier had said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And now he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not but man. Surely a man has fallen so far is a man that ought to be pitied. Maybe you know someone. And they used to run well with the Lord. Always witnessing. Bringing a wee word here and there. But you look at them now. And they've drifted away and they're no longer at the prayer meeting they're no longer witnessing they're no longer giving out gospel tracts and they're sitting instead with the ungodly and when you see such an individual do we not pity them Well, the Lord does. How do I know? How do I know the Lord pitied Peter that day? He didn't say anything. Well, I read in James 5 and verse 11 the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy again believer that's who Christ is 
and you take that word pitiful the Lord is very pitiful that word pitiful means tender hearted why are we glad we have such a saviour who is so tender hearted in light of all that we do and all our failings and all of our faults though he doesn't turn his head away from us he doesn't abandon us why because he's very pitiful he's tender hearted that's who he is and that day the Lord looked upon Peter and he did so with a tender heart that's who he is as who Christ is as well as it being a penetrating look looked into his heart as well as it being a look of pity it was also a passionate look that is the Lord turned and looked upon Peter And in light of what they've learned about Christ, did they not look upon Peter with eyes of love? No. No words of condemnation crossed his lips. No words of criticism. No words of complaint. Instead, just that look of compassion. Because in spite of Peter's denial and disowning the Saviour, the Lord still loved him. If we were treated the way the Lord was treated, would we still love that person? Would we still pity that person? Would we still care for that person? <clears throat> but the Lord cared about Peter. And it was a look. That was a look of love. And Peter knew it. You recall later when Peter was restored to the Lord there in John 21 remember he and six of the other disciples had fished all night and caught nothing the Lord told them to cast the net on the right side of the ship and they filled the nets with fish and when the disciple with Peter and the others came to shore what did they see? they saw a fire burning and food and bread And the Lord said to Peter, Come and die. And he and the others came and they dined with Christ. But do you remember what the Lord said to Peter? The Lord said, Lovest thou me more than these, that is, more than the other disciples. 
well the Lord or Peter denied the Lord three times and of course we know the Lord challenged the Peter three times lovest thou me lovest thou me lovest thou me and Peter said yea Lord thou knowest that I love thee but you notice something there was one question that was not asked Peter didn't ask the Lord Lord lovest thou me because Peter knew the Lord loved him in spite of all that he had done in spite of all that he had said he knew he knew the Lord still loved him and so it is believer we're loved with an everlasting love led by grace that love to know we have a wonderful saviour all that we would only know him get to know him more and more finally you see it was a spontaneous look it was a searching look it was a sorrowful look oh what sorrow must have filled the heart of Christ as he turned and looked upon Peter to see him there in the company of those who hated Christ to hear him deny his Lord with oaths and curses. And the Lord must have been sorry to behold the behavior of Peter. Here we see something of the pain. The pain. How it must have pained the Lord when he looked upon Peter. How it must pain the Lord when he looks upon us, his children. And see how we fail him. And heed not the warnings that come to us from his word. How it must pain the Lord. Listen. Hebrews 4.15 the Lord is touched with the feelings of our infirmities, tender in all points like as we are, yet without sin. Touched with the feelings of our infirmities. That word infirmity means weaknesses. There's not something. The Lord's touched with our weaknesses. here the Lord saw the weakness of Peter and it evidently touched him because he is touched with the feeling of our weaknesses he who promised so much then only fell when the test came 
by the Lord must have been pain. You think about Paul was pain in his last letter there to Timothy. Remember what he said? Demas hath forsaken me. Demas was a fellow laborer with Paul. You read about him elsewhere. But here in 1 Timothy 4 and verse 10, Paul says, Demas hath forsaken me. Again, the word forsaken means abandoned. Why? Why did he forsake Paul? Why did he abandon Paul? Why did he abandon the Lord's work? Paul tells us, having loved this present world. Fell in love with the world. He fell in love with the world. How that must have pained Paul to have a fellow laborer fall in love with the world and abandon the Lord's work and abandon the Lord's service. And how it must have pained the Lord when he heard Peter say that night, I know not the man. I don't know Christ. That terrible. And how that must have pained the Savior to hear that. As well as the pity you have the part as well as the pain you have the parting. The cock crew and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And then we read verse 62 and Peter went out and wept at her life. All of his proud boasting and all of his promises lay in dust and ashes at that fire where he warmed himself. I you to note something. When it says that Peter went out and wept bitterly. The word therefore wept was not a word that's used to describe a soft sobbing. Peter didn't go out and sob quietly. No. He went out and wept. He cried like a child. So the word means. He cried out loud like a child. You think of him going out from the judgment hall, walking down the street, crying like a child. <coughs> he went bitterly. Pride goeth before destruction and an haughty spirit before a fall 
Peter learned that bitter lesson that day. And he felt it. When he went out and cried like a child. Thankfully, as we already mentioned, John 21, Peter was restored to his first love. But that look of Christ was a silent sermon. He never said a word of Peter. But that look said it all. Then we learn from Peter and learn not to make the same mistakes. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts. Let's bow in prayer. Oh dear Lord, we know as Paul has told us these things are written for your learning. And Lord, what we have read about Peter, I would challenge every heart. Lord, save us from falling as Peter fell. Cause us, Lord, to heed the warning that we find in thy word. And show us, Lord, again how we ought to live holy lives from the Savior. May we not depend on the flesh as Peter did. But Lord, may we depend on the Lord always. Pray, Lord, thou would write thy word upon our hearts today. May we think about it, meditate upon it. And consider what the Lord sees when he looks into our hearts. Now, Lord, be with us as we leave the house of God. Be with us throughout this day. Be pleased, Lord, to return us to thy house this evening. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit Abide and remain with us now. And until the day breaks and the shadows all flee away. Amen. <laughs>